This week on Paranormally Speaking, shadow beings, what are they? Where do they come from? What do they want? Are they just a figment of our imagination, seen only by peripheral vision? Or is it something from an alternate dimension, the future, the past, possibly some ghostly apparition, or just manifestation through psychosis? Continuing on, we'll be discussing elemental spirits, Woodland spirits, mythological beings that exist within the wilderness, the woods, isolated regions. Also be discussing demons in disguise to seduce and confuse us. On this episode of Paranormally Speaking. The Legends of Knockamstiff. There's a little stretch of road that will lead you to one of the weirdest named towns in the Midwest. It's located just west of Chillicothe, Ohio, and was featured in Randy McNutt's book, Ghosts. The appropriately titled novel from Donald Ray Pollock, Knockamstiff, and in more than one article. Knockamstiff is a true ghost town. There are no main streets, no side streets, no traffic lights. It has virtually been lost in time. It's located near a rural back road intersection. There's no longer a post office, no stores, not even the bar McNutt describes in his book. The people who have remained there to this day didn't move to Knockamstiff, Ohio. They moved to what they so delicately refer to as the country. So many people have asked the same question. How did Knockamstiff get its name? There are a few stories. The most common account is that there was a violent brawl in the town tavern. Another story pertains to a woman who asked her pastor how she could get her cheating husband to stay home. Knock him stiff, he replied. One can't help but wonder how something that someone said during a conversation would become the name of an entire village. There are several hauntings and paranormal occurrences that take place in the knock him stiff area throughout the woods and the backcountry roads. One of these paranormal hotspots is the infamous Devil's Leap. This local ghost story is said to have been located behind the old McComas property. The Leap is a series of cliffs that are haunted by the ghost of a person who committed suicide. They supposedly leapt from the top when they were haunted by the voice of the devil in their head. The legend says that you are supposed to be able to hear them scream as they are still falling. The other yarn is a haunted location called Foggy Moor. The creepiest story out of Knockamstiff is that of the permanently foggy dip in the road known as Foggy Moor. One night, a lady and her daughter were driving home and happened upon a man lying in the road on his side with one hand propping up his head, smoking a cigarette. Instead of getting up and moving, the guy simply floated away, still lying down in that same position. The other creepy location in Knock'em Stuff is known by the name Donald's Pond. 
It's not the pond that's haunted so much as the forgotten cemetery behind it, which dates to the early 1700s. Dozens of local reports pertaining to the weird occurrences that have poured out from this location. For example, ghost lights, Native American ghosts, a ghost wolf, UFO sightings, spirits and sprites in the wilderness, possible gnomes, ghouls, and other mythological happenings and entities. This is what is seen regularly and talked about by eyewitnesses and the local residents who live near the old cemetery behind Donald's Pond. The story of Lindy Sue is a very chilling tale. She is said to be the ghost of a beautiful girl who wanders the backwoods of Knockamstiff. The legend says that she was parked with her boyfriend, Clem Sladerson, in a buggy on a bridge over Paint Creek. Some versions of the story refer to the boyfriend as Jason Slatterman, Slatterson. The point of the story is that they were parked and enjoying the beautiful full moon. An eerie silence enveloped the area. Then, without warning, dogs all over the area started howling uncontrollably. No one knew exactly what happened after that, but her body was later found on the bridge. Lindy Sue had been strangled, and the horse was found a couple of days later by a search party, apparently dead from fright. The buggy had been smashed into a dozen pieces, and a huge red mark was on her neck. There it appeared to be teeth marks. However, or whatever killed her, drained her of all of her blood. Clem was never found. Lindy's ghost is said to haunt the area to this day, but Clem has never been heard from. Perhaps he had something to do with her death, or whatever killed Lindy destroyed Clem from all existence. Some locals say that if you park on that bridge at night, you'll hear Lindy Sue crying out in terror from whatever it was that took her life. There are stories of something that lives in the woods around Knockamstiff and scares the livestock and horses on a regular basis. Some owners have reported that their horses get so spooked by whatever it is that it will not even attempt to cross its path. It has also been said that this unseen evil would visit houses and wake up the homeowners by jumping up and down on the beds. There have been several UFO sightings reported that range from a wide variety of claims. Some say that there were lights in the sky that followed them for over two years and used their field as landing strips and left weird messages in the field and the crops. Other stories have been shared pertaining to triangular-shaped UFOs and bright balls of intense light that move beyond our earthly means faster than what we're accustomed to circular-shaped crafts, and even encounters with alien occupants from within a UFO. There have been stories of creatures that have invaded some homes and roamed the halls, turning the lights off and back on again. They allegedly mumble dark rants as they do this and appear as tiny red humanoids. One person relayed to me, in their own words, a creature growled and howled outside my window when my grandma had her stroke. My personal opinion is this. There are many mysteries within the woods of Knockamstiff, and there are many more completely weird yarns that have found their way to our local subculture. I have visited this area and have made several attempts to either prove the existence of these local tales or debunk them altogether. In my efforts, the results provide barely any evidence gathered at either site, and literally no one willing to speak with me about these legends. 
In other words, the ghost town of Nakamstiff remains true to its reputation. Whether these are merely just urban legends or simply folklore that holds some small level of validity, there is one shining truth to all of this. That truth is that every one of us, regardless of being rich or poor, we are all universally fascinated with the unexplained. Hello, kids and adults in the listening audience. I'm Neil Parks, award-winning author and paranormal expert. I'd like to wish all of you a very happy Halloween. You are listening to Big Bad Daddy Wolf's Halloween special on 96.6 The Wolf. If you'd like to learn more about me, then you need to get to Google and search at The Neil Parks or my bookstore website, which is www.lulu.com slash spotlight slash Neil Parks. Thanks. Fear of the dark. It's a common fear that so many people share. It's a common one. One of the reasons darkness can be so scary is that our eyes tend to play tricks on us when the lights are low. A jacket hanging on the door can easily morph into what looks like a person, or a pillow stuffed under your blankets can appear as someone lurking in your bed. Sometimes it's easy to debunk these visions as your imagination. Um, Thank goodness, I guess. But what if you saw something shadowy that wasn't a trick of light? Dark, shadowy, humanoid figures. Figures like these are actually known as shadow people. And to many people who have studied them or experienced them firsthand, they are very real and extremely terrifying. Ever had the experience of reading or watching television when suddenly from the periphery of your vision, you see what appears to be a shadowy figure moving in the room, even for a moment? Again, it's easy to to chalk these experiences to your eye playing tricks on you or the reflection of a passing car. But countless people around the world have reported eerily similar sightings, some of them highly specific. Thus, the mystery of the shadow people has captivated the minds of paranormal friends everywhere. So exactly what are shadow people and how real can they possibly be? The term used to describe these alleged beings was apparently coined by author Heidi Hollis, who has penned several books on paranormal phenomena. Shadow people have been around since the beginning of time and are a dark influence upon society, Hollis said in an interview with radio show Coast on Coast to Coast AM. And it appears that these beings have, in fact, been around throughout history as descriptions of shadowy human-like figures have appeared in folklore dating back to ancient times. For example, the Quran mentions pitch-black sapient beings that aren't entirely spiritual or physical, and people in ancient Europe reportedly believed that shadow beings desired blood and without it couldn't be reborn. And in modern times, reports from people claiming to have seen these people, these beings themselves, come from all over the world. Most of these shadow creatures appear through our periphery vision, and people who see them are often unable to describe in detail the features of these mystical entities, apart from their human-like forms and the occasional reports of fiery red eyes, explained Beyond Science TV. Similarly, in Hollis' book about shadow people, titled The Secret War, she describes them as dark silhouettes with human shapes 
and profiles that flicker in and out of peripheral vision. But it appears that people have begun to see shadow people in more detail in recent times, perhaps because the beings are, for whatever horrifying reasons, making themselves seen more and more. People are beginning to see them straight on and for longer periods of time, explained Thodco on its website, which also notes the appearance of red eyes on the shadow beings being prevalent. There are, of course, many theories about what shadow people come from and whether or not they are even real. Skeptics note that seeing shadow people can simply be chalked up to sleep paralysis, which is straight-up terrifying in its own right. I don't care how much people explain it away. Heightened emotional states or sleep deprivation as people who have experienced these psychological or um, physiological conditions have noted a correlation, although, if I might add, it still doesn't fully explain why they are seeing the same creepy kind of thing, right? And of course, there's always the explanation that your peripheral vision is basically guaranteed to play tricks on you because it's designed to detect motion and movement, not detail. It's likely that you could make mountains out of molehills, or in this case, shadow people out of shadows. If you were in the right mindset, but then there are these paranormal theories, the ones that seem to resonate more with the people who have actually lived through terrifying encounters and feel strongly that the shadow people are more than just imaginary. Hollis, through her research and experience, apparently believes that shadow people are extraterrestrial in origin. In other words, they are aliens. Author and leading paranormal expert, Rosemary Ellen Guiley appears to have had seen alien connection in this. She says, I discovered that many shadow people experiencers are also ET experiencers, especially abductees, Guiley told Psychology Today in an interview. So perhaps these beings are alien in origin, but others believe they may be ghosts, demons, or other kinds of interdimensional beings. According to Natalia Kuna, a psychic medium, shadow people are said to be conscious, intelligent, interdimensional beings that can shapeshift into various forms and figurations and move back and forth between dimensions. That sounds okay, right? But not so fast. Most reports on shadow people are overwhelmingly negative. Encounters with shadow people tend to be accompanied by a feeling of dread, according to many reports. And sorry, but the glowing red eyes are decidedly unchill. But there are allegedly different types of shadow beings, and some of them are non-threatening. Most of the time, though, it's just dark and scary stuff. Apparently, there's one type of shadow person that is said to be more demonic in nature, and that's known as the hat man. And it's reportedly seen wearing a top hat and a suit. Other times, shadow people have been reported to attempt a physical attack during sleep paralysis. Shadow people are sometimes discovered by a person who wakes up to find them trying to choke or suffocate them, said Hollis in an interview with Coast to Coast AM. Overall, I'm not feeling super great about the whole shadow person business, but I guess we have to live with the knowledge now. You can bet I'll be surrounding my bed with protective crystals, of course. And I think that we can all agree 
that we'll be feeling an extra twinge of fear the next time we see something slightly shadowy in our peripheral. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Elemental spirits. Elementals and elemental kingdom contain such creatures often considered to be mythical, such as fairies, goblins, gnomes, elves, leprechauns, tree people, brownies, undines, mermaids, imps, and sylphs. They are known as elementals because they are made up of the ethers and are ethereal and therefore invisible to most of us. The task of elementals and the elemental kingdom is to look after the nature kingdom. Elementals are earth spirits. They live among plants and animals. They are responsible for the therapeutic effects you feel when outdoors amongst nature, at the beach and sea, all lakes and rivers and parks, and nature reserves, national parks and bushland. Elemental spirits possess supernatural powers and are usually invisible to humans living among the trees, rivers, plants, swamps, and mountains. They attach themselves to practically every natural thing. Earthly elements are metaphysical. They are the cause of earthquakes, floods, gales, thunderstorms, and wildfires. More importantly, earthly elements are responsible for creating, sustaining, and renewing life on Earth. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. There are known to be four types of elementals. Of course, that would be the earth, water, fire, and air. Earth elementals. The type of gnome most frequently seen is the brownie or elf, a mischievous and grotesque little creature from 12 to 18 inches high, usually dressed in green or russet brown. Most of them appear as very aged, often with long white beards, and their figures are inclined to rotundity. They can be seen scampering out of holes in the stumps of trees, and sometimes they vanish by actually dissolving into the tree itself, more commonly known as dwarves or goblins. They are concerned with the products and treasures of the earth. Being of the earth, gnomes usually live in the soil, rocks, beneath the ground, and under tree roots. Gnomes will only help humans if they have been considerate of nature and treated well. 
They are very helpful to those who have established a connection with them through prior acts of kindness. When working with humans, gnomes are most helpful with healing the bones. The subgroups of earth gnomes consist of brownies, dryads, duradalus, earth spirits, elves, hammerdyrads, pans, pygmies, and uh, satires. Water elements, the water spirits, are called undines. They closely resemble humans in appearance and size, except for those inhabiting smaller streams and ponds. They are said to be beautiful, emotional, graceful nature spirits who dress themselves in greenish-blue garb. That it ver It's very shimmering and has a watery texture. Their king is known as Nexka, who they love, of course, and serve and honor unconditionally. Since their purpose is to direct the flow and course of the waters of the planet, they live in coral caves, fountains, lakes, and marshlands, rivers, seas, waterfalls, and underneath lily pads. Besides care caring for plants both above and below the surface of the water, the undines are concerned with the movements of water and how they relate to human emotions and soul responses. The undines are said to be friendly, approachable, and are very willing to work with people and help them. Etheric in nature, they exist within the water itself, and this is why they can't be seen with the normal physical eye. The water undines consist of luminades, mermaids, naiads, oceanid, oreids, potamids, and sea maids. Now the fire elementals, Salamanders have been seen in the shape of fiery balls or tongues of fire running over the fields or peering in houses. The salamanders are the spirits of fire. They keep us warm and work through the liver, bloodstream, and emotions. Without these beings, fire is said to not exist. You cannot light a match without a salamander being present. Air elementals. The sylphs are the air spirits. Their elements have the highest vibratory rate. They are said to live on the tops of mountains. The leader of the sylphs is a being called Queen Powell Dauma, who is said to dwell on the highest mountain of Earth. They often assume human form, but only for short periods of time. And they are said to be the most beautiful of all of the elementals. The sylphs can have a profound and powerful influence on the human mental body and thought, and they are responsible for being the primary culprit behind both inspirational art and inventions. And that is your basic lesson on elemental spirits. Take it as you will. I found it quite entertaining. A little silly at times, but it all depends on your belief system. Thanks for listening today. Have a great rest of the week, a wonderful weekend, and next time I'll have more cool stuff to talk about, maybe a little more in-depth, uh, maybe an actual reading from one of my books, or a special guest. You never know what I have cooked up. Till then. <laughs>